Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast. The thoughts and opinions are that of the show hosts and in no way reflect the thoughts and opinions of the university. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. I am Lucio Reek, your host and producer of the show. And well, today, joining me as my co-host is Mr. Lorenzo Reyna. You know, Lucio, that music got me doing the Matrix, and then I started doing the robot. I'm a huge fan of that music. Hey, hey well, you know, it, you, we're, I'm just trying to liven things up. You know, just trying to make the announcement that we are back, and we're we're trying to stay on a more consistent schedule. And, uh, well, you know, you're back again as my co-host for, for this yeah, episode. Yeah, so it is pretty much official. And you know what? If anybody has hopped on Barkboard, I mean, there's some exciting announcements not only on Fresno State's end, which we'll get into, but also on our end. I yep. mean, we're we're expanding our numbers. Yeah, and uh, what I'm I'm going to try to get uh, Jackson on the show uh, later on, um, just so that he can make his formal announcement. But uh, if if no one has heard, if you haven't heard yet, uh, Jackson Moore has taken over as the official publisher of the Barkboard.com, and so uh, he is going to be well, pretty much, he's going to be my boss now. <laughs> He's going to be my boss, too. That's the way. It's, it's, it's funny because it seemed like only yesterday Jackson was an intern for Barkboard, and he worked his way up the ladder. So, I mean, I know that feeling of grinding away, working your way up, and, you know, Jackson finally got his elevation. And, you know, this moment definitely came to a very deserving guy. And definitely, and he, no one knows Fresno State like Jackson does. Uh, I mean, the guy puts in the work, and... Uh, he, if you have any questions, you ask him. He's got an answer for you. I mean, he's 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 very well tapped into the whole situation, and uh, you know, I, it, I'm looking forward to you know seeing what we can do uh, with the bark board. I mean, he he officially asked me to stay on board um, with the bark board uh, and helping not only getting these podcasts going, but you'll you'll see my presence on the bark board a lot more often uh, than than you have in the past. And I mean, you'll see. I, I've lately I've been providing a um, recruiting element regarding Fresno State. We're trying to track down as many recruits with either Fresno State interests or Fresno State offers. So I'll still pitch in and help uh, Jackson and Lucio from time to time. Yeah, and 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 uh, Lorenzo, he, you know, he's been gracious enough to say that he he will do the uh, co-hosting duties with me on the uh, the Red Wave Report, which you know turns out nicely because we work well together. And uh, and if you haven't heard already, we do the Friday Night Football podcast as well. So we we kind of have a an understanding of how to work the flow of the show, don't we? And not only that, I'm sure you noticed you've gotten a lot more likes on the Facebook page for Red Wave Report. How did that happen? I, all of a sudden, I got like 20 more likes just popped in all of a sudden. I wonder who is behind all that. 
<laughs> but, you know, I, I do appreciate it. Um, and, you know, we're trying to pump out as much information as we can uh, regarding Fresno State. And this is just another way that we can do it and, uh, you know, deliver some of that information for you. And speaking of Fresno State, it looks like we got a lot of news to yeah. tap into. Yes, we do, actually. Uh, let me see. Where do we start off with? Uh, should we start off with the the future schedule for Fresno State? Uh, they went ahead and added, um, well, a certain Pac-12 team to the Fresno football future schedule. And, Lorenzo, why don't you go ahead and just kind of let everybody know who that's going to be? USC is back on the schedule. It looks like 2019, 2022, 2025. So three more games added with the Trojans. Yeah, and uh, you know Fresno State is basically what I say they're one and two all time against. Actually, it's one and three because I mean there was the 2005, 2006 game, the Reggie Bush game. Then there was the bowl game, the Las Vegas bowl loss, and then the regular season loss. So well, USC's been on a three-game winning streak against Fresno State. Yeah, one and three, but you know, I guess we can throw out that Reggie Bush win because technically that would be our win. <laughs> it was a vacated, yeah, it was vacated. So, so I guess so realistically, I, I, Fresno State's two and two. So if you want to make it official, we're two and two. Uh, you know, Fresno State's two and two, but you know, in all reality, it's one and three. But you know, tomato, tomato. I guess we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. But I'm hungry now. I want a tomato. <laughs> Fresno State does add USC to the schedule. I don't know, Lorenzo. What do you what What do you think about this? I mean, well, it, here's the thing. I mean, it's nice to see that Fresno State is still keeping the um, the mantra that Pat Hill left behind. As you know, anytime, any place, anyone, or whatever it was. I mean, it's been years. But the thing is, is that I mean, you have Alabama on the schedule pending, which I believe is next year. Uh, I believe so. I could be wrong, but I believe so. It's for next year. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing is, is that I mean. I just get a little annoyed when people look when Fresno State fans look at USC as their quote unquote rival. I mean USC doesn't play in the Mountain West, okay? I mean I get it though. A school like USC tends to look down on Fresno State. Well, you know what? USC looks down at San Jose State, USC looks down on San Diego State, but my whole thing is is that I mean if you truly, truly want to describe somebody as Fresno State's rival, it's San Jose State and San Diego State because of the fact that, you know, they've been the oldest rivals and they're Cal State schools along with Fresno State. But, you know, I like the fact I like the fact that Fresno State still goes about its ways to schedule teams like a USC, like an Alabama. And I'm sure down the road you'll probably see UCLA on the schedule. Well, the bottom line still remains the same. Fresno State still has to win these games. It's one thing to have a team of prominence like a USC on your schedule, but are you going to beat those teams? Because, I mean, as you remember, there was a time when Pat Hill was beating these teams with the talent that he had. He was beating teams like a Kansas State. He was beating teams like a Wisconsin. And it just seems like it's been years since we've seen that. Well, in in my biggest issue is – um, you know, I'm glad that it's that the USC games are a little bit more out because Fresno State's in no position right now to be trying to challenge some of these uh, yeah. so-called Power Five schools um, because it, you know, it's been I guess what what we can call it what a rebuilding situation in Fresno right now. Yeah, right now it looks to be like they're they're trying to pick up the pieces from a three and nine season. And I could tell you this right now, if you were to ask me, can this Fresno state team match up against USC right now? 
I would say absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. And I know USC is going through a transitional period with Clay Hilton coming on board, but still, USC still has stockpiles of talent. USC can still win seven to eight games even with a coaching change. Fresno State won three games with the coaching staff still in place. I mean, you're you're looking at even this this upcoming season, they're going to Nebraska to play. That's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, yeah. That that game it could turn ugly. Um, despite you know, depending on what happens from now until the beginning of the season if there's a dramatic improvement with fresno they may be able to stay in the game but as of as it looks from where i am right now from the end of last season it's not looking all that great but well, granted i mean it, things nebraska, could change yeah granted nebraska was a six-win team from a year ago and they're they're entering the second season with mike riley at the helm and the thing is, is that Mike Riley actually has struggled in the past against Fresno State, but still, it's a different scenario because, as you know, Nebraska has a lot of size, and Nebraska runs an offense that traditionally Fresno State has had trouble against, especially last year. Yeah, and and so you know what, I actually pulled up the future schedule in front of me right now as far as what Fresno State's going to be <coughs> facing in the next few years. <coughs> USC uh, is going to be well, not USC, but um, uh, the Alabama game that you referred to earlier, that is on schedule for next year. Okay. Uh, so, but this upcoming season, the, the powerhouse that they're going to be facing is pretty much the toughest team on the schedule is going to be Nebraska. Um, you got Sacramento State, Toledo, and Tulsa this upcoming season. Next season, um, it's it's doesn't look any easier to tell you the truth um they the one the first game they have is against incarnate word incarnate word i guess it's what san we call, antonio school yeah what we like to call FCS. a division two team yeah, fcs um then alabama at washington and then they're at home against byu so, and washington has chris peterson who as a lot of bulldog fans know has had fresno state's number and that could be another kind of uphill battle uh, so it next season is not going to be any easier. So, and then as you head into 2018, you have Idaho, um, uh, at home against Minnesota against UCLA and then at home against Toledo in 2018. And UCLA is already looking like the superior one, especially with what Jim Moore has done in Westwood. I, and you know what? I, I tell you what, the, the, the future schedules, I, I've got this up for the next few years. I mean, we got 2019, at USC, at home against Minnesota, and at Colorado in 2019. So, so they if, keep as long as long as Fresno State can win at least one of those games, I'm sure that they'll attract a lot of fan interest or keep the fan interest they've had. Well, you know, if you head out further, I mean, they've already locked down a few. Of, I mean, if. If the fans wanted high-profile games, they've locked down a few. I mean, yeah. you, you got the one in 2020 against Texas A&M. Then you go to 2020, 2021, you got at Oregon, at UCLA again. Then 2022 is USC. 2023, you got Arizona State. And then 2025, at USC again. So, you know, they've they've done their job of, of scheduling some high-profile games. Now what Fresno needs to do is get it together and put a product out on the field to compete against these teams. Yeah, because I feel like I'm at, I'm at a point where I feel like that it's great to see these teams on the schedule, but I would much rather see Fresno State win these games 
instead of just say, hey, they're on our schedule. You know, the one thing that disappointed me about the whole USC thing is, yeah, they signed three games, none of them of which are going to be at Bulldog Stadium. And that well, USC is pretty arrogant to say they're they're too good to travel to Fresno. Well, that that disappoints me because you know if if you can beat Fresno anywhere, why not come to Bulldog Stadium? I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I, I get it. USC USC doesn't really look forward to going to Pullman, Washington. If you have not been out to Pullman, it's a middle of nowhere town. It's nothing like Seattle, but yet USC has to play at Pullman because Washington State is in the same conference. Yeah, and. Um, you know, I would just like to see some of these schools. I mean, Oregon has done it. I mean, Oregon has come to, to Bulldog Stadium. USC, you know, just come to come to Bulldog Stadium. See what it's like. The one, the <laughs> one guy who might have made that happen would have been Lane Kiffin, just because he's a Fresno State alum. But we all saw what happened with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, uh, that uh, didn't end nicely either. <laughs> it's not just USC. I mean, UCLA as well has tends to have this habit of acting like, oh, we're too good to travel to a small city. Well, it, it, you know, we haven't had problems with other Pac-12 schools coming to Bulldog Stadium. Uh, I mean, some of them have kept their word, and it's just yeah, seems, like the Oregon schools. It seems like any of the California schools, which should be easier for them to come, they won't. Uh, other than Cal. Uh, I believe was the only other California school out of the Pac-12 that actually came to Bulldog Stadium, and we well, all know Stanford how that turned well. out. <laughs> yeah, Stanford as well. Yeah. Stanford hasn't hasn't come to Bulldog Stadium either. So I believe Cal was the only one out of the Pac-12 uh, as far as a California school to come here, and that was during the um, David Carr season, uh, where the Bulldogs, you know, pretty much actually it was the year oh, wait a minute. before. It was the year before. Yeah, and that was a seventeen to three win for Fresno State, from what I remember. Yeah, so uh, it you know it's a uh, hey, you know what I, I you know who, who I was thinking of I was thinking of Oregon State that that year where they blew out Oregon State. Yeah, that was on ESPN, and that was also coming off the heels of Oregon State's Fiesta Bowl run. Yeah, so that's that's that was my confusion, but I do believe Cal did make their trip here to Bulldog Stadium. At yeah, some they point. did. So, um, but you know that being said, I think. Uh, That'll move us into the next topic because this probably has a little bit to do with the whole situation would be the the renovations of Bulldog Stadium where, you know, let's face it, Bulldog Stadium is a little outdated to say the least as far as, uh, you know, college stadiums. But Fresno, it seems like Fresno State has made uh, the announcement now that they are moving forward with stadium renovations uh, simply because they they were able to uh, land a $1.5 million uh, gift from a former student athlete from Fresno State, which, you know, goes a long way to to jumpstart this whole renovation process at Bulldog Stadium. Yeah, and you know what? It, co- it goes back to what we've been saying earlier about the schedules. And, I mean, another way to draw revenue in is to win a lot of games because you can have a generous donor, but yet – what makes it even more easier to bring these renovations and to be up to speed is winning football games because that can draw a lot of revenue into your renovation plans. Yeah, and uh, it's just it, it, the renovations are sorely needed. I mean, badly needed as far as yeah. the restrooms are concerned. <laughs> well, I never, I stay away from the restrooms. <laughs> I mean, I stay away from stadium restrooms. I can't even go inside a high school stadium restroom. When when you have um, kids like I do and you need it and they need to go to the bathroom and 
uh, at a at a football game. I mean, I tell you, man, I dread going to the bathrooms at the stadium. I just I, I do not like it. Uh, but yeah, you just don't know the suspicious characters. But you know what? It's not just the bathrooms. I mean, the seats, the concession stands. I mean, all that. Well, the the whole the whole point behind the renovation is just to make it easier for fans to get to their seats. You know, I I met with Jim Barco just yesterday, and he was talking to us about how uh, you know elderly people just having trouble going getting to their seats. Uh, be it going 60 flights up or 60 flights down, the walk is just not easy for people. So what they've decided to do is go ahead and dig tunnels into the berm of the stadium, which would actually put you right around uh, level 30, which would make it easier for everyone to to get to their seat. So level 30, right in the middle of the stadium, it, it makes sense. So I see the whole reasoning behind it. and And then upgrading all of the concession stands and actually having concessions right there at level 30 as well i mean you know who wouldn't want that i mean it makes things a lot easier for things um and not to mention all the other upgrades they're going to be doing to the stadium but it's something that is needed in order to generate the revenue to get these teams to come over and play at fresno uh you just need better facilities yeah because i mean i mean Stadium renovations or nice, pristine stadiums, it does attract opponents, and it also attracts the opposing fan bases as well. Yeah, and uh, and so they are on schedule to to get things going. They've already started on phase one. Right now, it's the fencing and the branding. So they're they're tearing down some old fences, putting up some new type of uh, fencing uh, with with branding, with advertising all around Bulldog Stadium, something to make it look fresh and new over at Bulldog Stadium. Once that's all done and and then going into next season, if they hit their fundraising target, then they're going to start doing some of the major stuff. And that's when things are going to start to look a lot different around Bulldog Stadium. And that's and that's where I hope things. Uh, I hope the fans are going to enjoy. I mean, it's something that is needed, and if they can put it together, we're going to have probably one of the, you know, crown jewels on the West Coast as far as, uh, you know, non-power five schools of, of having a stadium. Of you that never quality. know; it might look nicer than the Rose Bowl, which is saying a lot because I actually like the Rose Bowl. Well, we could Fresno State could end up having the nicest stadium um, in the Mountain West, which is what they're trying to shoot for. And uh, if they can do that, it should really help with uh, with the recruiting aspect and and also, uh, you know, putting some butts in the seats to, and I to watch these games. Thing too, is that. From what I remember, the only other stadium in the Mountain West that renovated its facilities was Boise State. Well, and it was because of the, 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 the string of success Boise State has had. And they weren't really doing a, a renovation as much as adding capacity to their stadium. Um, because when they first came in, their capacity was well under Fresno State. And they'd just been adding more and more seats to that area. Um, and also, I believe Colorado State has started a complete overhaul of their stadium as well yeah so you know it is it is a trend and it is something that the universities are starting to notice that you need to keep up with the joneses if you want to survive and so the renovation of bulldog stadium is something that is sorely needed um now this isn't the first renovation they've done here or at fresno state they've actually done renovations to other 
facilities in this uh, in the athletic department. So it's something that Jim Barco was was striving for to to try to add to the whole Fresno State, you know, feel of the whole thing. Um. So now, uh, good into softball. I guess there's some news over there. Yeah, um, softball. I mean, if you haven't been, if you haven't heard, the head softball coach uh, Ford uh, has Trisha moved. Ford. Trisha Ford has moved on to Arizona State uh, to head up their softball program over there at Arizona State. So it's an, it's a, it's kind of a, a blow to the softball, but at the same time, you know it's something that this softball team is already in place to succeed. So whoever comes in here should be able to pick up right where Trisha Ford left off in well, order to the keep thing. the I mean, it's going. really like the bulldog diamond was really the house that Margie Wright built. And Wright was there for many years, but Fresno state's first ever national championship before Fresno state baseball's 2008 run. So my whole thing is this is like, I feel like if you're a Fresno State softball fan or a big supporter of softball, I don't think you should really look at this as a significant loss, losing somebody like Ford, because Ford realistically took over what Margie Wright left behind. And because of Fresno State's track record of success on the softball diamond, I wouldn't doubt that this is going to create a big national search and there's going to be a lot of interest for this job. Well, the, the the softball program is one that shouldn't shouldn't uh, you know have too much trouble landing someone. Um, like you said, they've already they've created a name for themselves that they should be able to get someone in here uh, to to take over the program. And I believe uh, there could be an announcement within the next week or so as uh, as someone getting into place. I don't think they're going to mess around. I don't think they're going to take too long. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think it's going to be one of those outside-the-box hires you hear about, but my whole feeling is that I got this suspicion that they're going to bring in somebody with ties to Margie Wright or with some ties to Fresno State. Well, that would be the smart thing to do is, is bring someone in that already knows Fresno State and what it's all about. And if by doing so, they should be able to continue the success that Fresno State has already put into place as far as the softball program. And who knows, might even take them to the next level because it's been a while since Fresno State has actually been in the national, been in the World Series of softball tournament. Um, and that would be, that'd be something, you know, to strive for with this new uh, coaching staff coming you know in. You what's crazy? It's actually almost been 20 years since Fresno State softball's last title. Which is pretty, you know, unheard of. I mean, it's well, amazing it's a, it's a that they haven't drought. been there. It's a long drought. Granted, like at a place like Fresno State, you still have to go through the likes of UCLA, um, Washington, or anybody else who's prominent on the softball diamond. But, you know, still, I mean, there, there's a lot of prestige. There's a history of um, talented players who have come through the pipeline on the Fresno State softball diamond. So, I wouldn't doubt. I feel like that Fresno State softball is still in good hands, regardless of who they bring in. Yeah, and and they should be doing fine. I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to come in and coach a, a successful softball team that pretty much already has the pieces in place to to only go even further? And uh, if if they're able to keep the recruiting uh, the recruiting class come to come in that was already scheduled to come in, Fresno State's only going to be that much better. 
I mean, they've got some high-profile softball uh, players that were, you know, coming in as the recruiting class that were going to be pretty good. So uh, let's hope that uh, whoever comes in will be able to keep that uh, incoming class uh, recruiting. Yeah, because obviously, as you know, it's no different than any other sport, especially a sport like football. When you get a coaching change, you're always going to have those recruits, those one or two recruits who are like, well, what direction are they really going to go in? And am I going to establish a relationship with this person? So as long as this next person who comes in still establishes that same kind of relationship with the players, Fresno State will still be an attractive place for softball. All right, so joining us now on the show is a Fresno State name that I think everybody's going to know, right, Lorenzo? Um, somebody that's I, been there I would for a while. Hope so. I would definitely hope so. <laughs> well, our guest now is Mr. Ron Rivers, uh, Fresno State alum from uh, the football team. And so, Lorenzo, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest a little bit more? Yeah, so if anybody remembers a very flashy running back from the early 90s, Mr. Ron Rivers, it was. And, sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's everybody doing out there? Good. Doing good. really great. But triple digits out here in uh, in Fresno, but uh, it's it. You know, we're getting by. We're I don't getting... think you missed the hot weather, do you, Ron? I don't. I don't. It's, it was uh, <laughs> ninety five up here today, so it's it's uh, it's hot all around. It seems like. Yeah, I think I think here in Fresno we got to about one hundred and eight today. So it's uh, oh, it's it, it was pretty <laughs> pretty warm out here today. But, you know, again, we want to thank you for joining. I know, I know you have a busy schedule, and, uh, you know, we, we want to try to bring something back to the Fresno community. And, and we're inviting on some Fresno alumni, and, you know, who better than to start off with, with than a name that everybody's going to know? And, of course, we had to reach out to you. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, so, you know, first of all, let, let's go ahead and start off with some of the questions that we have um, for our show here. You know, what do you remember most about your own recruiting period heading up to your commitment going to Fresno State? What, what can you, thinking back, what can you remember about that whole experience? Uh, just how hectic it was. Um, trying to figure out who you can trust. You know, what coach was telling you exactly what was going on. Uh, and just uh, what do you want to do as a young man? How much do you think recruiting has changed now, especially in this era of social media? I mean, how much do you think recruiting has changed now versus when you went through it? I think it's I think it's changed like 100% here. Uh, the recruiting now, just between the, that and the social media part of it, is just outrageous. Uh, there's so many ways now that they can uh, talk to a kid now without even really seeing the kid. I think that's a huge plus for the kids. Uh, at the same time, it just makes it uh, tougher uh, for you to find out, you know, what kind of coach you really uh, get to get to know. You know, where uh, you see a lot of this, you know, Twitter thing now. Like the coaches can talk to a kid on Twitter, you know, but they can't talk to them all. They can't call them. You know, mm-hmm. so it's the game has changed a lot. It's, it's changed a lot, and there's some good things and there's some bad things about it. Mm-hmm. What do you remember most about the the night you broke the school rushing record here at Fresno State? I mean, what sticks out in your mind? Uh, I think what stuck out in my mind was that I didn't even know. I had no clue that I actually <laughs> broke the record. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> coach, uh, my coach Sweeney came to me and said, uh, call me to the sideline. 
I thought I did something wrong, and uh, I said I didn't I didn't do anything wring on that play. And he said, "You broke the record, dummy." And I was like, "What record?" And he said, "The rushing record." And I, so I I really didn't know. I wasn't a uh, a record guy. Uh, I was just you know just into the game, trying to win a game. So you actually thought that you got called for like holding or false start? He, he thought he did something wrong on the field. Well, I, I, I thought he called me because I either did something wrong or I went the wrong way on the play. Because uh, he used to be pretty good at that and watching everyone. And, and if you did something wrong, he had no issues in, you know, calling you out and letting you know. So when he called me out, you know, he was standing uh, at the bottom of the numbers. So I was like, oh, damn, what did I do? And so I just, I, so right away I would sleep my case on him, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> Ron Rivers joining us here on the Red Wave Report. He is a Fresno State legendary running back. So outside of that accomplishment, what would you say are some of your other favorite memories in a Bulldog uniform? Uh, I would say, you know, just first of all, being able to uh, get a scholarship there. You know, mm-hmm. the town itself, uh, coming from SoCal, uh, how, how the town embraced you as a college student, I thought that was unique. I thought that was uh, just over. It was just overwhelming. We didn't know how well uh, the town, you know, really embraced embraced our athletes. Uh, the other thing I think is when we played uh, San Diego State, uh, we ended up beating them down there at San Diego. Uh, I know everyone remembers the big fight, uh, but yeah. I think I was the part I remember the most is that I, got, I had the chance to outrush. Uh, Marshall Falk, mm-hmm. and then the last one was when we played uh, USC in the Freedom Bowl, uh, because for me personally, uh, that was it was either USC or Fresno that I was going to, and uh, I chose Fresno, and it seems like I, I chose Fresno for a good reason. Yeah, I mean, you must have had some great memories, and so one of those memories, you know, give us a funny story, uh, you know, a funny and crazy Jim Sweeney story, if you have one off the top of your head. Uh, I would say where one day we were at practice, and I'll keep the story just about myself, because there's, there's <laughs> other stories, but yeah. uh, we were at practice, um, and we were running the option play, and uh, Trent uh, wasn't very good at running the option. You know, he could throw the ball, he couldn't run, run the option, mm-hmm. but uh, he went to pitch the ball, and the ball hit the ground, but only thing Coach Sweeney saw was me reaching for the ball. So he <laughs> thought I fumbled it, and so I had to run all practice Oh man! because he thought Ooh. I fumbled the ball. And I couldn't plead my case until after practice. So after practice, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hot, I'm mad, and I go and plead my case. And the only thing he told me was, well, I got you in shape for the game coming up. So I ran for about almost an hour, you know, but all he could tell me was, well, I got you in shape. I was like, are you kidding me right now? You know, but, you know, I, he thought it was pretty funny. I, I just shook my head and, and walked away. But uh, I remember having to run all practice because of that. Yeah, you know what? God bless the memory of Coach Jim Sweeney. I mean, I mean, just still a renowned legend at Fresno. So I want to get into your son, Ronnie Rivers, now because he's emerged as a big national recruit. So, I mean, what's your scouting report on Ronnie, if you have one? And does it kind of remind you a little bit more of a younger version of yourself? Uh, you know what? I can honestly say that he is, uh, I probably would never tell him this, but 
I think he's getting to a point where he's he might be getting close to uh, passing me. <laughs> uh, he's he's pretty elusive. Uh, yeah, he does. You know, we did things totally different. You know, I was I would say I was more of a physical guy, and he's more of a nature guy miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, uh, he would remind me of a good friend of mine named Barry Sanders. That's you know who made guys miss all the time. Yeah. Uh, so he he he's in a. I think he's getting to the point where he's going to be in a, a class by himself. You know, I think he's really starting to uh, figure out his own self, his body, um, and the things he can do. Now, uh, your son, what advice have you given him now um, as he handles his own recruiting period? I mean, what, what, what can you tell him so that he can better understand the whole process? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing I tell him is stay humble. Uh, just keep working hard uh, and things will open up. Uh, just uh, he's been really uh, focused on school you know he's a 3.9 guy uh, so he's been really focused on school Uh, I think uh, he is starting to uh, understand that a lot of coaches will tell you you know tell you one thing and then you know they'll go and and get it and you know give another guy an offer um so I think he started to just understand that hey, I just need to take care of my business and uh, the doors are open. Yeah, so now uh, what are you doing now with your life since um, being at Fresno State and um, having uh, having to raise Ronnie? So what are some of the things you're doing now at the present moment? Well, right now I'm just uh, coaching. I'm coaching out at uh, Freedom High School with my, my high school crew and give a little shout-out to my boys out there. Uh, Coach Hardwick, Sam Arnold, Coach Flores, Coach Sato, uh, just guys that, you know, when I got done playing, uh, I started to coach football there, and then uh, I turned around and I started coaching uh, softball at the rival high school because my daughter uh, plays softball. So uh, pretty much all I've been doing is coaching. That's nice. It. Nice. Coach Ron Rivers. <laughs> that works. Now, Ron, at this point in the show, um, unless Lorenzo, do you have any other questions for him? Uh, not really. I mean, I think we pretty much touched base on a good number of topics, um, unless you had something up your sleeve. Well, I was, you know, I was going to, at this point in the show, I wanted to give him a chance to, you know, if, if, he, if, he's, if you're on social media or if you want to share, you know, how people can follow you if you were on Twitter or anything like that. Um, you know, this is a good time to, to share that or, you know, give a, give some final thoughts on, on on anything that you'd like to share with uh, all the Red Wave fans out there. Um, I would say my, my final thoughts are uh, for my Red Wings, my Red Wave fans to uh, be patient. Um, it seems like it's coming together. Uh, I got to know the new coach and it seems like he's trying to go in the right direction of uh, recruiting. Uh, I, I saw that he is starting to recruit the Valley pretty hard now, uh, which is always a, I guess, in question for all of us. Um, and it's, I, I do like the fact that they're trying to get, keep the alum involved. Um, so it seems like it's all going in the right direction. Uh, the, you know, the new stadium part is, going to happen it's like it's going to happen um so it just seems like there's a lot of great things coming out um so just be patient um 
and uh, have a good year this year. You know that that brings me to another question I was going to ask you. You know, how how do you feel that uh, with the stadium, uh, you know, upgrades and all the renovation that's going on, how, how do you think that's going to impact Fresno State as far as uh, their profile in order to to do some more recruiting? How do you you know how do you think that's going to affect that? I think that is huge, just because of the the way kids are these days. A lot of kids these days are more about the uh, flash and the fluff, you know, and what kind of gear they have, what the stadium looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that is huge for recruiting. Um, you know, on the on the side topic, you know, I think that they would get a lot more players if my number was up on the stadium, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, but they would, I think, by use, you know, by them build the the stadium itself. Uh, or enhancing the stadium, I think that's a huge, 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 huge deal, especially uh, trying to stay ahead of the curve. Uh, it seems like the new AD is trying to do that. Uh, it seems like, um, you know, they're trying to stay on the cusp of new things, the new helmets, the new uniforms, you know. So it looks like they're going in the right direction. Sounds good. And you know what, sir? Um, thank you so much once again for joining us here on our show. I mean, always glad to chat with you, especially when it comes to football and recruiting. And hopefully we'll check back with you um, pretty soon. And, and you know what? You're always uh, – you got my Twitter handle. You're always welcome to hit me up at any time. You also got my cell phone too. All right, Cobb. Thank you. I should be well. Actually, I'll be out there Friday. So – I get to see how hot it is. How it's going to be on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and I also want to thank you for joining us. And uh, you know, you're more than welcome to come back on the show anytime, uh, just to you know give your thoughts and opinions on things if you'd like. Uh, anything related Fresno State, uh, you're more than welcome to come back on the show. Got it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Sir. How would I be able to hear this show? How would I be able to find this show? Well, is it on Twitter? Is it is it yeah. on like a some kind of social media part? Yes, we we will uh we'll tweet out the uh, the episode out on Twitter, uh but it is also available in iTunes uh in the podcast store. Um just look for the okay. show called Red Wave uh Red Wave Report it. and uh it is available in iTunes and you can subscribe there for all the latest episodes. Uh we I also post the episodes up on the barkboard.com um where you can find uh, all the latest information about Fresno State. Uh and that's uh the barkboard.com is scouts FresnoState.com site. So that's where we do all the recruiting okay. uh, reporting. So, yeah, you're more than welcome to uh, to, to do that. And uh, uh, Lorenzo, you have all his contact information, so we can send him uh, uh, a link to the show once it's yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, you're more than welcome to join us again anytime, and we'll let you know as soon as the episode is up so that you can uh, tell all your friends about it. Okay, I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, again, we will catch you again some other time. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, thanks, sir. Got it. Thank you, guys. Now, that was an interview for, uh, you know, all those Fresno State fans out there. You know, Ron Rivers, Fresno State royalty. I mean, it can't get too much better than that. I mean, that guy has some history here. Absolutely. He has such prestige. And not only that, he's such a class act. And you know, it's almost like deja vu for Mr. Rivers because he had a pretty crazy recruiting process not too long ago. His son is going through a crazy recruiting process right now, but through it all for Fick and Finn, you could tell that the guy has the green V in his veins. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on his son and see how things are going uh, for him. 
uh, and uh, you know, see what happens with him in the in the future there. But you know, we're this is what we are envisioning here at the Red Wave Report is trying to bring back some of those alumni uh, to give their stories. You know, because we heard you know a little funny side story there that he had about Coach Sweeney, and we we kind of want to bring some of that into into the the podcast to give the the fans out there another experience uh, behind the scenes you know but that being said lorenzo uh there was other breaking news today uh fresno state actually landed their second commitment of the 2017 uh, recruiting class mm-hmm. and uh you know a player that go you know it's actually a quarterback position correct and so it, lorenzo why don't you tell us a little bit about you know this recruit that committed to fresno state so if anybody hasn't heard the news yet, Mark Salazar, a San Diego product committing to Fresno State just three days ago, Salazar had actually landed his first offer from Fresno State. Well, it didn't take long for him to pull the trigger and announce that he has verbally committed to Fresno State. Now, when I look at his film, I mean, yeah, he passes the eyeball test with his height at six foot three, close to 200 pounds, but... Lately, I feel like I've become more and more of a sucker for the quarterbacks who can make plays outside of the pocket. I mean, Salazar, to me, does his most damage when he's under duress. He has a knack for getting out of the pocket and still extending plays and still firing the bullet down the field. Another thing, too, that we can point out about Salazar, the guy has a state championship on his resume. So we know or Fresno State fans should know that you are getting an established winner down into 619. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, I took a look at his film too. I mean, it, it so happens I was doing some research on all of the quarterback recruits that Fresno State has has extended offers out to, and lo and behold, as I am doing some research on Salazar, all of a sudden he commits to Fresno State. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I was a little baffled at the time when I saw that come through as I was trying to do some research on him. Well, welcome to recruiting. <laughs> so welcome. I actually, I actually got to sit down and watch a lot of his film. And you know what, Lorenzo? One thing that rem- he reminds me of, he he reminds me of a young Derek Carr coming out of high school. Uh, I mean, his his uh, highlight films is almost identical to what Derek Carr did when he was in high school. Well, I mean, here's my thing: if Mark Salazar is the next Derek Carr. Fresno State is in damn good shape. Well, yeah, and I mean, the, what I what I could tell. I mean, the kid has a great deep ball. I mean, and he's got great accuracy. And like you said, he he can move with his feet, and he does the most damage when he gets outside of the pocket, which is something that Derek Carr was very good at. And you know, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of optimistic about this recruit. So hopefully. Hopefully this one sticks and uh, we get to see a little bit more about uh, Mr. Salazar. And uh, you know, my last, my final assessment with Salazar is um, from a scouting standpoint. I do feel like that he does need to tighten his release a little bit because I noticed that the ball he throws does tend to float in the air. Granted, you could get away with that at the high school level, but as you know, Lucio, in the college game cornerbacks have become a lot more taller and a lot more athletic. So yeah. any pass like that is prone to get intercepted. So maybe we'll see how how much he um, fine-tunes his delivery, fine-tunes his ability to fling the ball, especially on the short throws. But, you know, for the most part, this is a pretty intriguing 
get for Fresno State, maybe perhaps a potential steal down into 619 area. Well, and I, how much do you want to bet that uh, Kisau, uh, I mean, he had a meeting with uh, with Salazar today because from what I can tell, Salazar was on campus here at Fresno State uh, just today where he made his commitment. And uh, how much do you want to bet that Kisau has kind of already given him some pointers on uh, what he needs to work on this senior his senior season and uh, we'll see we'll see how things shape out and see how he kind of uh, changes his delivery a little bit because you well, know Keyshawn has actually had a pretty um, from what I've read Keyshawn actually has a pretty good reputation when it comes to recruiting quarterbacks so I wouldn't doubt that it was Keyshawn who really sold Salazar earlier today and in you know I. Going to the next level, I'm I'm pretty sure Salazar is going to get some coaching. Especially Kisao is very good at you know working with the quarterbacks. I got to see him in uh, in spring practices working with those quarterbacks, and what I saw was night and day compared to the coaching staff from last year. And so I, I expect that there's going to be some development with these uh, quarterbacks this season. So um, Lorenzo, I think you know that being said. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this show. I mean, it's been a jam-packed show today, full of all kinds of good information, and uh, I, I think I think we got enough here to to call it a night. Yeah, I think so too. Unless a tornado comes, <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll be all right. <laughs> but uh, Lorenzo, um, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up? Why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can get a hold of you? All right, so if you're on Twitter, you can follow at LJ underscore Reyna, which is, once again, at LJ underscore R-E-Y-N-A. Also highly recommend that you follow the Red Wave Report on Twitter, which is at Red Wave. We also got a Facebook fan page that apparently has been blown up lately. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're getting uh, we're getting quite a bit of interest now for the uh, Red Wave Report Facebook page. And, uh, you know... If you haven't done so already, head on over to the Red Wave Report Facebook page and, uh, you know, follow us so you can get all the latest information about what's going on with Fresno State. And again, uh, you know, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And also, you know, there is a new, I guess we can call it a new regime over at the Barkboard.com with Jackson Moore as the new publisher. And so we are doing what we can to bring you all the latest news and updates for Fresno State Athletics. So if you're not already, head on over to the Barkboard and become a premium member so that you can get all the, uh, you know, all the unrestricted and uh, behind-the-scenes information that happens for Fresno State. So again, on behalf of the Barkboard staff, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and catch us again next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.